Hello, this is Chris Patton. I am CEO of His Way at Work. Welcome to the Eternal ROI Podcast. I've got a fantastic guest for you today. I want to introduce a friend of mine, someone I work with, but also the president of a company called Polydeck Screen Corp. His name is Ron Keel. Ron, welcome. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you having me. Good to have you here today. This is going to be fun. I think we've got some uh, some good points to talk about. So we'll start off. I introduce you're you're the president of Polydeck Screen Corp, right? Yep. So tell us for the audience who is Polydeck, what makes you guys unique in the industry you're in. Give us a little background there. So we are a family owned injection molding company that makes screening media panels for the aggregate coal and mining industries. Um, we do a lot of fun things. Forty countries, three hundred and eighty pl- employees, um, and you might have seen us on Gold Rush. We've got our, our products on Gold Rush for yeah, several very, years. Very prominently displayed on Gold Rush, uh-huh. right? <clears throat> what a great show. Um, Polydeck is, you said, about 380 employees, yep. uh, sells products worldwide, right? Yep. Um, what, what is unique about the screens or the, the, the product that you sell? What makes, it, what makes Polydeck stand out in that way? Yeah, I mean, we started with the first patent for a – um, screening a modular synthetic screening media panel globally. So that was in the late fifties. Uh, Manfred was a screening innovator, and in seventy eight, I think he came up with the patent for the first media panel, the polyurethane screening media panel. And I would tell you, innovation is just a part of the company, and it's always been part of the company, and still is today. Yeah. So Manfred is Manfred Freisel, right? And, and Peter, his son, came into the business in. I'm going to say mid, early to mid nineties. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. He, he came to the U S I think in about nineties, mid nineties. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so Peter is the second generation in this family business has turned it to you back in, I think it was December of 17. You were promoted to executive VP and then more recently president. But one of the things I was thinking about prior to coming to this and I think I've talked about this a little bit on the show, but I came from a family business myself from third generation group of car dealerships. But uh, there are some interesting challenges when you come in as third generation uh, operating the company. So I'd love you to touch on some of those. I will start you off by saying statistically, the third generation is the one that blows it up, right? So I'm not sure if that applies to you. It sure was something I thought about. But uh, what are some of the challenges that you face as you come into that that position? Well, innovation being the primary uh, focus of the company, uh, just trying to continue that innovation growth, um, <clears throat> you know, the success of the organization, the products that we've had, the solution. We're a solution provider. That's that's really how we succeed as an organization is solving problems for customers. And, you know, the industry has been fairly consistent. And so we've pushed ourselves with materials. We've pushed ourselves with designs. Um, we've pushed ourselves with people. So we're very intentional about trying to hire the best people. And it's not easy, you know, hiring for fit, keeping a culture together. That is, I think, an outstanding place to work. You know, right. we've been recognized as a great place to work. Um, getting the people right is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. And we're focused really hard on that. You said a couple times innovation, yeah. and it is, in it, what I know about Polydeck, it is central. But just specific example, you guys have had. You, you said Manfred had one of the first patents That's right. for this this screening 
media. But some of those early patents have run out. That's right. Right? And so you don't get a lifetime patent. You get a patent for what, 20 years? Yeah, 15. 15 years. And then anybody and everybody can do what you've been doing. That's right. And it's a race to the bottom line for the cheapest price, yep. cheapest quality, or not necessarily quality, but you got to, it just becomes a commodity. That's right. Right. So if you don't continue to innovate, you don't continue to put new patents out there and new solutions to the, the uh, customer's problems, then you're going to become irrelevant or you're going to be in a totally different business just racing down to the bottom line. That's right. right? So how does that also work with people? You mentioned this <clears throat> culture that you've got at Polydeck is clearly one that's fantastic. It's where people want to come and work. You've been recognized, I know, in South Carolina as a, one of the best places to work. Yeah. Um, give us another uh, some a greater sense of what that means. What does it look like at Polydeck when you say this is a great place to work? So caring for our employees has been a big deal. Um, 2006, our owner, Peter, had a transformation, and we've really tried hard to to lean into taking care of our employees, you know, in a, in a way that honors God. I mean, that's part of our purpose statement. Um, and, you know, to tie that back to the innovation side of things, too, we're trying to innovate all aspects of the business, including caring. So mm-hmm. trying to continue the caring programs in a, in a way that meets the people where they are and with their needs that they have. It's it's a it's a big deal, and I think you know the innovation pieces throughout the organization. Um, it's a challenge for us. Continuous improvement is part of who we are. So that's good. So if anyone doesn't already know this, Peter Freisler, who is the second generation, you mentioned the transformation yeah. in two thousand six. Out of that, two years later was the founding of his way at work. So the systems and the processes that that he and the team at that time put into place at Polydeck are the birth of the His Way at Work operating system. Yeah. So everything I'm doing today is birthed out of what Polydeck started back in 06. So when you were an employee of the company, I think it was 2010 is when you started. That's right. So you've been there, you know, 12 years yeah. at this point, 12, 13 years. And but you came into the company three or four years after this had already been in place. That's right. So you've experienced it as an employee, but not until maybe five years ago were you in charge. Right. So again, that third generation operator having to take what was historically a fantastic program, but like anything, gets stagnant, right? Yeah. So you have to keep innovating there. And I'd love to hear uh any particular stories out of that i will i'll give you a, a kind of a starting point it was in 2018 so just right at 4 years ago that his way at work did a project at polydeck right. right so we had a team come in and interview a statistical size of your employees i think it was 15% of your employee right. count face to face one on one and we asked the questions, what is caring, right. right? What do you think about when you think of caring? And and what we heard was interesting because as we interviewed the employees, three different answers came out when we were really only expecting one, yeah. right? And we did this at three or four other companies as well and got the same three answers. And, and one being, meet me in a time of crisis. Yeah. Number two was, help me to grow, not just professionally, but personally. Help me to grow as a person. And three was, fix my job, That's right? right fix the processes, remove the obstacles, that kind of thing. So you guys got this learning in late 2018. 
Give me some examples or some stories around what's happened since then that you've innovated off of out of that that learning. Well, the first thing I want to say is that our programs up to that point were really <clears throat> focused on the employee and their personal situations, benevolence, if you will, where we were trying to help them with their cars. We were trying to help them with uh, house issues, just uh, basic needs. And so it was eye-opening when His Way at Work came in and did that interview for us and and told us that there's two aspects of this that we're not getting right because we really thought we were getting it right. And well, you were getting that part right. You we were, were meeting in time of crisis. In fact, in an employee survey that you guys do every year, 95% of your employees responded. And of those, 98% you yep. said, yes, you meet me in a time of and crisis. We've had 99 twice. So that's, a, that's so our goal. Is you're to nailing that and yep. have been, yep. right? But then you learn these two new parts. What did you do? So the first thing that we did is we started to invest in our training and development programs and started to fund that in a pretty significant way. I think, you know, we've got almost a half million dollars set aside for doing training and development for the organization. And so I think last year we had 10,000 hours of training and development just to try to grow the employees and get them ready for their next job, knowing that their next job might be at Polydeck, it might not, you know, I mean, we're- And you're okay with that. Yeah, we're okay with that because, you know, it's, it's the, I don't remember who said it, but it's the old adage, you know, if, what if we train the employees and they leave? And, you know, the flip side of that is what if we don't and they stay, you know? And so if continuous improvement and innovation is going to be part of who we are, there's no way that we cannot train and develop the employees. So that was, that was a significant change that I think has made a huge impact on our growth, a huge impact on the employees. I think they feel more cared for as a result of that. Mm -hmm. You know, the other piece that we were getting wrong, which is crazy for us because we thought we were getting it right, was the tools and equipment to do my job. Mm -hmm. And you know, as a as a leader of any organization, I think it's it's easy to get in the trap where you think I'm doing the right things and you think I'm giving everybody what they need. When I took over, one of the interesting things that I did is I went out and I worked in all the different areas of the plant. I worked in all the different departments. And I, so I, I spent the time on third shift molding panels and rubber. And, and one of the operators w- was bringing in his own drill bits to help clean up one of the tooling. And I said, what are you doing? He said, well, you know, we can't get drill bits. So I just bring my own in. And I just thought, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And it was just eye-opening for us that there was things that just basic stuff that people need to do their jobs that we weren't providing. And so we really leaned in hard on that one and tried to correct that. And I think, so now we got vending machines where people go scan their badge and they get whatever they need. And, you know, we just tried to shut as much of that down as we could because, we didn't want to do that. We just didn't know things like that were happening yeah. until you go out there, you spend some time, you do some laps with the people, probably never going to understand it the way that you should. Yeah. And it's interesting to me, <clears throat> one, someone that's bringing in their own drill bits and not just standing around complaining that they can't do the job. Yeah. It shows the culture was already sticky, yeah. right? There was a draw. I want to be here. Yep. This part stinks, but I'll make up for it myself so I can stay and keep yep. doing what I'm doing. So that's a, a huge uh, indicator of a good culture. But why even have that as a problem, right? Once you recognize it, you had to change it. So I hear you talk about training and development mm-hmm. and pouring money into that. Yep. But specifically, you said for the next job, yep. part of what the employees said, not just at Polydeck, but the other companies is help me develop and grow as a person. Right. So what did you guys put in place to address that? Yeah, so a couple cool things there. We've got 
um, some things. One's called my PD journey <clears throat> and PD meaning polydeck. Yeah. Polydeck journey. And what that is, is it's a, it's kind of a step-by-step um, evaluation of who you are and where you want to go to help give you some direction for maybe your next steps. And so we, we lean in hard on that one and um, grow, you know, my PD grow is another um, program that we've offered for people. We've, we put in a coach so we actually have a coach mm-hmm. on the staff that meets with all of our supervisors and it, his whole job is really just to help grow and train our supervisors to get them to the next level. Because we ident- we've, we've identified that the supervisor interaction um, and survey, you said survey a couple of times. So the survey results for us had indicated to us that we're not delivering the experience that we wanted at the supervisor level. So it was important for us to get our supervisors right. So we spent time and money hiring a person to just come out and do and train our supervisors to get a better experience there. So those are some pretty cool things that I'm proud of that we've implemented the last four years. Yeah. Any particular people or stories that come to mind when you think about my PD journey, PD grow, the things that you did and you said it, but it's who are you, not just what is your role in the company, but who are you as a parent, as a, uh, sibling or as an individual in the community, and how do you want to grow in those things? So it's not just the job, right? So anything that pops into mind when you think about those? Well, I want to give you a story on um, sometimes what it takes for a leader to to step aside, which it, it, this is about business growth. It's not about the personal growth piece of it, but but I think it's an important one for you to hear. So we had a guy, one of our welders applied for a job that he wasn't qualified for. And so at the time, um, I interviewed the guy and I brought him into my office and I said, you know, hey, you you probably don't have the skills for this position. He goes, I know, but I, I want to get promoted and I don't know how to get promoted. And so we sat down and I went through the steps to say, OK, if I were you, these were the things that I think that you should do to shore up yourself as part of his growth and development. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I would contact the sales managers because he wanted to get he wanted to do something out in sales. And so he reached out to the sales manager Six months later, we had him in a DC. Two years after that, he's a regional manager, and now he's one of our top sales guys in the aggregate industry. So it's pretty cool. And how long has he been with Polydeck now? Well, that's a really interesting story because he was at Polydeck probably 20 years ago, left for a while, missed it, came back. And he was a supervisor when he went there 20 years ago, Mm. left, came back as a welder, and then said, I, I want to keep growing. I want to keep going. And I, I don't know how to get there. So he's been with the company probably a total of at least 15, maybe 18 years. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So as it relates to personal growth, you know, I'll give you an example. The My PD journey, it's not just for the employees. So it's for kids. Wow. Um, so, so family members. Family members can take it. And we've had several family members go through it and help them kind of figure out what they want to do to go to, to go to college. What do they want to go to college for? What does that look like so that they can start to frame up and figure out their growth path? So that's, that's part of the neat part of what we're doing there. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then I know personally, the guy that is now the coach that is working with these supervisors mm-hmm. was in a different role before. Yeah. And one of the ways that Polydeck has continued to innovate is in an individual like that, giving him the opportunity to go out and get trained on this That's coaching, right? right? That's and right. now I've talked, had a number of conversations with him where he is just thriving in that job. He's yeah. good at it, but he's enjoying it, yeah. right? And that's he was at a point in time where it, that wasn't 
a sure thing. But the innovation, even in the individual there, was been pretty cool to watch. So there's a couple things you're saying there that I think is really important for any company that wants to transform, that wants to continuously improve. Um, one of the hardest things that we have, and the owner and I talk about this a lot, is when the company outgrows the person. Mm. That's such a difficult place to be because you got people that have been there for a long time that have helped you succeed. And out of the blue, the company's bigger than they are in that role. So what do you do? Well, you know, you can't sit there stagnant and let people sit in those jobs. But at the same time, if you're a caring culture that wants to take care of your employees, you know, you got to find creative ways to get them into different positions. Mm -hmm. And so we sat down with this gentleman and said, okay, well, what is, where's your heart? What do you want to go do? And he's, well, I've always wanted to coach and train people. And so we were able to put him into some training and I think that's just a huge success story because that allowed us to innovate the caring programs because he was at a ceiling. Mm -hmm. And so he's no longer at a ceiling. He's thriving. The caring programs got a chance to change. We got some new people in there and they made a huge impact on that. And since then we've, we've had another round of that too. So I think, yeah. you know, it's just a huge success story of growth and as a leader being willing to change, because if you're not willing to change, you're in trouble. Huh. So my next question was, so now you've done all this innovation, you're, you're done, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you we're can not just done. rest for a while? No, no. It's, uh, you know, my, my goal for the, our organization is 30% market share for all of screening. And we're probably 20 when it comes to synthetic. We're higher than that. But, you know, there's no way for us to get to that if we're not going to grow and change and innovate. And part of that is keeping good employees. And part of that is to have a good culture that people want to come work at and feel cared for and feel loved. I mean, that's our goal is to love people. Yeah, that's fantastic. If if you had to summarize this whole conversation and you're sitting face-to-face with the CEO that needs to hear this, what's the one key message you'd want to get across to them? You know what? I mean, I feel like if I'm getting my job right, then I am serving the 380 families that we have and making them feel loved and making them feel cared for. Because if you get that right, the rest of the stuff happens. You know, I don't make panels. I I don't weld stuff. I don't, thank I don't, goodness, I don't right? do anything. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you know, the people that go do that for us, I think, you know, you put yourself at the bottom and you serve the people that are above you and the rest of the stuff happens. I think it's, you know, I think his way it worked has helped us do that. And, um, you know, you got to listen to the employees and, and respond in an appropriate way. And I think you're willing to change, you're willing to grow. And that's part of what you want to do. I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Yeah. And just to your point, it's been four years and we're uh, laying the plans to do that same set of interviews again to yep. see, Hey, what do we need to learn again? Yeah, that's right. Right. And Maybe there are no huge surprises, but we don't know until well, we ask. Going through COVID, going yeah. through all the stuff, I yeah. think I would be surprised if there's not at least an addition or something different yeah. than what we had. You know? And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I think it gives us an opportunity to continue to improve. Yeah, I agree. And I'm looking forward to the learning. Yeah. So if, if you could look back over your career, Ron, and you've, you are a guy who seeks – uh, mentoring and advice from others. Yep. Is there a specific piece of advice that comes to mind that you wish you had been given 10 years before that? Absolutely. So I was in my MBA, I'm at 
South Carolina. And the managing director of Edward Jones was teaching a leadership class. And at the end of the class, he allowed everybody around the room to ask him one question. So I got to him and I said, you know, basically it was this question that I asked him. Interesting. And I, I said, we're a bunch of managers. Um, you know, we're going to lead businesses. We're going to lead companies. What, what's your advice to us? And he said, well, my advice to you guys would be look at what people have done because that's the best predictor of what they're going to do. Don't look at their don't look at their education. Don't look at their mm-hmm. pedigree. Look at what they've already done because that's the best indicator of what they're going to do. And I, and since then, I've looked back on hires that I've had that didn't work out and hires that I've had that have worked out. And he's spot on. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, man, this has been good. I yeah. really appreciate you giving us the time, and yep. uh, I'm convinced that people listening have gotten some nuggets to take away. So yeah. I appreciate you uh, investing here. Um, it's in, it's exciting for me because the next episode we're going to bring in Linda, who is at Polydeck right. as the uh, she's got seven different titles. I think <laughs> you guys have given well, her so much work to do, but she's fastly growing through our organization because yeah. she's a huge asset for yeah. us. But she she's over the caring at Polydeck right. now and kind of in a similar position to you. She's third generation in that position, yep. and we'll get to learn some from her as well. So yep. appreciate what you all do to invest not just in in Polydeck people, but also in his way at work and all the people that we, we touch. So it's a pleasure. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks for listening in and uh, until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of eternal ROI. If you like what you heard, we would love for you to take a moment and leave us a review and share an episode with somebody, you know, if you are inspired to begin bringing the power of God's love into your workplace, take a moment and check out our free assessment at hwaw.com. It'll only take you a few moments. It'll give you a snapshot of what your company looks like and maybe some ways to move forward. Just click on the link in the show notes and we'll see you next time.